Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. everyone, welcome to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. This week, we are talking to a nine-year-old entrepreneur. Her name is Riley Brissett. She started her own bookstore called The Brown Bookcase after realizing that in her library and in the bookstores around her, she could hardly find um, books that she was enjoying with characters who looked like her. She's joined by her mom, Brea Brissett. They run this store together, and they have tons and tons of book recommendations. So I said, Riley, you have to come on because we have a lot of kids who are looking for books that feature brown and black characters and who knows books better than the kids themselves. Riley and Brea, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. We're so happy to have you. Um, Riley, nine years old and you started your own business. How did this, how, how did you do that? I wanted other kids to be able to find books that they're able to relate to. Yeah, that is so important, right? Yes. And what are you looking for when you when you find a book that you say, oh, this is, I can relate to this. What is that character like? The character is like the way they react with their classmates and parents. I can relate to that or the way their, their names or their hair. Yeah. All of these things I think a lot of people don't think about, you know, the descriptions of hair and the descriptions of names and where they live and where they go to school and what their teachers' names are. That is so, so important. And I think people are really seeing that we need books that cover all of those uh, differences between us because those are, they're fun to read about. Yes. So your mom told me that you, you had started kind of reading the Junie B. Jones series, but you weren't you weren't super into it because you didn't really find that uh, Junie was anything like you or your friends. But you wanted something similar. So what books did you find? I found the Nikki and JJ series, the Jada Jones series, and I think that was it. Yeah, the Nikki and Deja series and the Jada Jones series, those are young chapter books. They are short, but they uh, pack a punch. And the Jada Jones series is your favorite. And what's your favorite uh, What's your favorite uh, number of the series? Jada Jones' Sleepover Scientist, which I think is book three. Book three. Yeah, I looked it up too. It's book three. So there's Dancing Queen and there's Rocks, wait, is it Rockstar? Yes. Dancing Queen, Class Act? Yes. And Sleepover Scientist is your favorite. What happens in Jada Jones' Sleepover Scientist? She has sleepovers, make slime, and invite her friends over to do fun things like make slime and have sleepovers. And she goes to school with them, and then they talk about what they're going to do. 
the next day for the sleepover. I love that. So they are like preparing for an epic sleepover event. Yes. Now, do you have sleepovers with your friends? Sometimes, yes. Do you I make do. slime? Yes. Do your parents hate when you make slime because it gets all over the floor? Yes. Yeah, I bet. Brea, want to weigh in on the slime trend? <sighs> I am so over slime. <laughs> over it. <laughs> I think all parents can relate to that. It's a mess. I mean, but she enjoys it, and I like to, you know, let her express herself. Yeah. However she sees fit. <laughs> and if that means you get the slime <laughs> in the rug, and it's just it real deep in there. <laughs> And, you know, now they have, like, the glow in the dark, and they add the sparkles, and oh, my goodness. It's too much. I know, the glitter. Yes, the it's gl a lot to clean up. I think my mother still has, like, a PTSD situation from some glitter in a jar project that I did <laughs> when I was nine years old. Like, finding it in the crevices of every corner of your kitchen and being like, it never again. <laughs> It will definitely traumatize you. <laughs> but you know what? It's all about the fun. And yes. <laughs> Riley, if you're loving it, you know, just slime everywhere. Whatever. Slime on the ceiling, slime on the walls. So that must have been fun to find a book series that really kind of every page you read was like, oh, I do that. Oh, my friends are like that. And you said you even have a friend named Jada, right? Yes. So, I mean, that is amazing. And that probably makes a huge difference in how you enjoy a book and how you can see yourself in a book. Yes. So tell me more about the Brown Bookcase. What, uh, when did you start it? How old is the Brown Bookcase? Not really a year old. Wow. That's awesome. Brea, how did it, how did it start? It started when she was eight, um, that's when I really started to take her serious beforehand. You know, once they go to school, they learn to start reading and they're assigned, you know, so many books to read a month or throughout the school year. And, you know, like she said, she just really lacked interest in a lot of the stories. It was kind of like repeat stories, um, their interactions with the, the kids and their parents or with their friends or, you know, something as, as much as their names not necessarily, you know, always their hair or their skin tone. Right. Um, so, I mean, she, she had to read. So I said, okay, let me see if I can find you some books. You know, you, you say you want kids that look like you. Let's see what we can find. So I did find the Nikki and Deja series. She loved it. Nice. Um, found the Jada Jones series. She loved it. And once I seen that she liked reading more, I was like, okay, you know, I might take you up on your offer. You want a business? Let's Let's do it. Um, so wow. we sat down, did the research and found as many books as we could to, you know, get a head start out there and, you know, jumpstart the business. And it just took off. That is incredible. Um, most nine year olds are not starting businesses. I know that <laughs> I was not when I was nine. Um, I was well, let's see what I was doing when I was nine. I think I was looking at the American Girl Doll catalog and whining to my mom because she wouldn't buy me one. Um, and. I should have taken it a step further like you, Riley, and just started a business and then I could buy my own American Girl doll. So you are really just, you find the books, you order them from the publisher, the orders come in and you ship them out. I have seen pictures of you on your Instagram going to the post office and mailing the books out yourself. Is this something you're doing every day? Yes. Wow. That's a lot of work. It is. What is the most surprising part of 
starting a business? What is something that you really didn't know and you were surprised to learn once you really got into it? Everyone is making orders so fast. I just love it. That is cool. It's really cool to see it work, right? Yes. You put it out there and you hope people know about it and you hope people want to order. And all of a sudden you were just living at the post office. Yeah, that's what it's like. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I bet. That is really exciting. So I asked Riley um, to come with some books that she thinks would be perfect for any child's uh, bookshelf. And besides the Jada Jones series and the Nikki and Deja series, which she recommends across the board for all young chapter book readers, you had five other titles that you were excited about. Do you want to tell me about them? Yes. Okay, let's start. What is the first one? Happy Hair. Okay, tell me about it. Happy Hair is by Renee Rowe, and it is about unique hairstyles and different ways. So when a little girl reads the book and flips through the pages, she'll see that if the hairstyle is relating to their hairstyle, they'll be like, oh, hey, look, that's my hairstyle, and love the book even more. I love that. That is so cool. And are there good illustrations? Yes. That's cool. Um, what what age group is that book for? What what would you recommend for a good age? Five through eight. Five that's through eight? Yes. Okay, cool. And that's called Happy Hair. And we will link out to that book that you can buy directly through the Brown Bookcase. Although I think you guys have been getting so many orders um, we will have to do an alert when you guys are back in stock. Bray, have the, have the books just been coming and going? They have been coming and going. As soon as we <laughs> post them, they leave. And we buy a great amount. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> We're going to have to up that. <laughs> I think you might need like a, do you have like a full bedroom? Like where all the books are? Like how do you guys organize this in your house? Oh my gosh. My garage is a library now. <laughs> I can. We have a two car garage, and I'm only able to use one side for now. Maybe, maybe not at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is awesome. So, do you have them? Do you label them in boxes, or do you unpack them and put them in a shelf, and then you can go pick them off the shelf? We label them in boxes, um, so that way we can keep the boxes closed, um, so the books don't get damaged. Yeah, that makes sense. That is so awesome. that's cool. Yeah, we separate them by category and. Leave them in boxes. And Riley, you do a lot of the packing yourself too? Yes. Very cool. Very, very cool. Um, so that is awesome. So yeah, they are just getting books in. And as soon as they get to their house, they are out at the post office shipping them off to you. So we'll link to all of the books that they recommend. But don't be surprised if it says out of stock. They are very popular right now. And uh, you can just check back in and make sure that you are are timing it so that you can be first in line. This is this is uh, Florida's hottest club, the Brown yes. case. Um, <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, Happy Hair. What's the next book, Riley? Cool Cuts. Cool Cuts. Tell me more. It's it's also by Renee Rowe, and it's for a boy. Unique haircuts, kind of the same as Happy Hair, but in a boy version. Cool. So if a boy sees it. 
he will be like, oh, look, that's my hairstyle and love it even more. As yeah, well. seeing that is so huge, right? Opening up a book and saying, hey, that person looks like me or that person looks like my friend. That that really does make you love the book even more, right? Yeah, because it's relatable. Cool. So happy hair and cool cuts. Those are a pair. You want them both so you can get the full spectrum. What's the next book, Riley? The Joys of Being a Little Black Boy. Tell me more. I don't really know who it's by. Okay. But it makes a boy wants to read it more because if you can find more information about a boy, then that book is a good one. So if someone was to read it, they can find more joy and happiness about themselves. I love that. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that before. Um, and we really focused on kind of different emotions you feel when you're growing up and how to handle things that you're feeling that might frustrate you or that might make you happy and sort of our reactions um, when those things happen to us, right? Yes. That's really cool. So that's the joys of being a little black boy. What else? I am enough by Grace Byers. Uh-huh. I Am Enough is a good book for everyone to have on their bookshelf because it's about a little girl not needing to do anything to change herself. She could just be herself and don't have to be like anyone else. I mean, that's an amazing message no matter what, right? We all want to know that we are good enough just the way we are and that we don't have to change. Um, how old were you when you read I Am Enough? Seven. Seven. Did it make an impact on you? Do you remember thinking, you know, this was a good lesson to learn? Yes. Yeah. That's great. So I am enough. And then what's your last book recommendation? I Believe I Can, which is also by Grace Byers. Very cool. And what's that about? It's about trying and seeing what you can do before you say you can't do it and believing in yourself. I love it. And all of these books kind of have a theme. A lot of it is staying yeah. true to yourself and and knowing who you are and knowing your worth. And those are all really important. Yes, it is. All right. We're gonna, oh, no, all, go ahead, Riley. Tell me. All the books in common with they all relate in self-love and things that can happen in real life. I love it. That is why those books need to be on everyone's bookshelf, every kid's bookshelf. We're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Okay, we're back. Riley just gave you five books she thinks need to be on your kid's bookshelves. Riley, um, I know we talked a lot about the Jada Jones series. I looked up the author and I am going to try to get in touch with her because you and I talked about what we want to see from book five in Jada Jones. We want to see Jada Jones do what? A, have a camping trip. Have a camping trip. Riley and I decided that Jada Jones Goes Camping would be a good book because we would like to see her go camping, but we don't necessarily want to go camping ourselves. Yes. Right. So we can just live through her experience, and then we can just stay inside where the bears can't get us. Yes. Okay, we're on the same page. Um, Riley was telling me that she loves marshmallows, another very big camping food. 
the good news about marshmallows is you can eat them inside of your house. You don't have to go camping to eat your marshmallows. I can just imagine you sitting with a very big bag of marshmallows reading a Jada Jones camping book. So I would really like to see that happen. Um, I believe the author's name is Kelly Starling Lyons. Yes. Okay, Kelly Starling Lyons, if you're out there, we have a request of you. We would like to see Jada Jones go camping. Um, have You've never been camping, right, Riley? No. Yeah, I me know. neither. I would be okay if I never went camping. How about you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brea, do you go camping? Absolutely not. We are all indoor. <laughs> we are all indoor kids over here. We, I am. We, I am an indoor person. We are the indoor people. I'm. Are you guys beach people or pool people? Beach. Oh, okay. Oh, you're already a step ahead of me. I'm like, if I can't see the the bottom of the ocean, I don't want anything to do with it. So I am a pool person. But you guys I'm live the- in Florida. We do. So we have a lot of beaches, which I guess is why we're beach people. That's right. And. Um, you know, she's actually a Jamaican American, so she's just surrounded by water. You're um, a fish. Yeah. <laughs> by default. <laughs> that's that's really awesome. So when you go to the beach, do you spend more time in the ocean or on the sand, Riley? The sand. You do? Are you yes. big into building sand stuff? Yes. I always try and then I feel like I, I feel like I have in, in my mind what my sandcastle looks like, but then in reality, it looks like a really big mess, but it's still kind of fun to, to build it. Yeah, it is. I think if I lived in Florida, I would be a beach person too, because you guys can go to the beach from Christmas Day to through the summer. It's just always That's beach weather. <laughs> always hot. It's yes. always hot. Yeah, I bet. So of course you're at the beach. Get some get some ocean breeze. Um, We talked a little bit about, yes, yeah, so we talked a lot about Jada Jones. But we didn't talk a lot about Nikki and Deja. So I want to know, tell me more about Nikki and Deja, what what they do. Are they sisters? Are they friends? Tell me a little bit more about what they get up to. Nikki and Deja, that's the reason. Well, Nikki and Deja, they're friends. And they come up with these good ideas. And they talk around their classmates and have fun. So one of the series is called Substitute Trouble, which is one of them, which is one I read. And it's about how... They had a substitute, and someone, one of their classmates got in trouble because they wrote cake me on a piece of paper and stick it on their back. Oh, boy. And that one was a big troublemaker. <laughs> and the other one I read was Birthday Blues. It was about um, Deja. I think she had a birthday party with one of their classmates, and it turned out pretty good. To me, I like that um, that book. I can't rem- really remember what happened because I read it when I was like seven or six. You might have to revisit it. Yeah, that's awesome. And how many books are in the entire Nikki and Deja series? Six. All right, we need these authors. I we gotta have them pumping out more books because it sounds like we just need more to read. Yes. We need more Jada Jones. We need more Nikki and Deja. I want to see what else they get up to. What would your dream? So Jada Jones camping would your be would be your dream Jada Jones. What would you like to see Nikki and Deja do in a in a book? I would like to see them go on an airplane trip. Love it, love it. Or like they fly to Hawaii or something. Wow, that is that a dream that you have? Yeah, no, I'm I don't I'm scared for the volcanoes to erupt. 
that that so. makes sense. Yeah, Hawaii is 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 basically a volcano, right? I mean, yeah. this is me trying to think back to what I learned in school. <laughs> oh boy, maybe I need to edit that part out. I'm a little too old to be asking that question. Um, I've never <laughs> I've never been to Hawaii, but yeah, that seems like a that seems like a solid sort of concern that you might have. And also, you live in Florida, so what's the difference? The beaches, you got the beaches. You have the hot weather. You don't need to be in Hawaii. You basically live in a Hawaii-like place. Yeah. That is awesome. Where did Nikki and Deja live in the books? I'm not too sure where they live. We'll have to find that out. Yeah. I can't wait to read these, and I can't wait to read the Jada Jones series, too, because I think I'm going to like Dancing Queen the best because I loved taking dance classes when I was that age, and I want to see what that what that story is about. Do you remember what happens in Dancing Queen? I think she got, like, challenged and um, had to dance along with her other um, classmates or the kids who were competing. Ooh, so it's like a competition? Yes. Oh, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love that book. I can't wait to read it. That is awesome. Now, tell me a little bit more, Brea, about kind of this moment happening right now. What are you seeing? Are you seeing, you know, more orders coming in um, from new buyers? Like, what what is going on? How do you see that reflected in your business? We're definitely seeing an increase in orders. Um, on top of an increase in orders, we're seeing more orders from women raising their children in households that do not believe in racism. Um, This whole Black Lives Matter movement has definitely brought awareness, a necessary awareness to educate your children that there aren't always going to be people that look like you and we all have to coexist and love each other. Um, And I love that. So it's, it's just been amazing seeing the support that we're getting from other people um, of different races wanting their children to to just see diversity. Yeah, absolutely. There's so, It's something so interesting happening right now, and I'm so happy to see it happening, which is that when I was Riley's age, the messaging around race and learning about race was so incorrect. But of course, I didn't know that because I'm nine, and you just listen right. to what your teachers tell you. But the whole thing was like, we don't see color. You know, everyone is equal. And yeah, OK, yes, that's true in theory, but it's actually not true in practice. So you don't right. do your child any favors by telling them like all of this stuff is in the past and now we're good. And now, right. you know, we don't have any systemic anything and there's nothing in place. You know what I mean? And like so it wasn't until I was, you know, in college where you actually kind of start questioning, well, wh- you know, why did they tell us that we were all equal? We're not all equal because, I mean, we should be all equal, right. but there are systems in place that ensure inequality. And mm-hmm. we should have spent more time learning about those rather mm-hmm. than just be fed this line over and over and over again. Exactly. What I like the most, though, is, okay, we as adults are waking up and realizing that, hey, okay, we have an a issue here, a major issue, but... Let's also educate our children so that they don't grow up with these same beliefs or these same habits. Yes. Let's break that now. That's what I've been seeing a lot of. And I appreciate that. And I'm so happy to hear that, you know, just through what you're seeing in the orders that the business is getting and what kinds of books parents are getting and you're seeing like, oh, okay, something's different here. Something's shifting. I love it. Yeah. I love it. They sent us pictures. We got so many messages from moms just saying, thanks for your business. 
I didn't know where else to find books like this. And I'm raising my children in an anti-racism household. Thank you for displaying these books. And they buy lots of books. Keep <laughs> they say, on just, buying. <laughs> yeah. And, and, they're with, and I'm like, well, thank you for educating yourself and your children because it's going to affect my child when she's an adult. Yes. Yeah. That is the most important part. And I, I'm... Yeah, I feel like even happier than than I am to to my friends sort of waking up to this reality and and really kind of wrapping their heads around this. I'm even prouder of the parents who are like, we are putting an end to whatever we were saying, you know, because I think the majority of people I know, unless you're just unless we're really leaving you behind on this movement because you cannot be changed. You know, people are like, of course I'm not racist. Like, you know, we have black friends. Like, we love black people. But it's like, you can't say, like, that means nothing. Right. When a, a black child goes into a bookstore and can't find a book where the where right. the character looks like her. Exactly. And I think that paying attention now is is super, super important. And we're so happy that you guys were able to come and talk to us about this. Riley, what is having a business at nine? Is that I mean, are you sleeping? I mean, don't you have homework to do? Like, what is how is your life? Like, what is happening? Lots of work. I got to spend all my energy on my business and work very hard to get it going and growing faster. Yeah, I mean, and especially right now when the orders are coming in, I mean, school's over, right? We're in June, school's out for the summer, but you're gonna be working all summer. Yes. Now, do you make money off of this business? Yes. What do you do with that money? So if it was an order that was like $40, I would get half of it, 20 would go to me, and the other half of the um, 40, which will be 20, again, will go to my business account, which which is the money I buy my books with. Wow. And what do you do with the 20 that goes to you? Do you save it? Yes. Very good. Uh, Brea, did you, uh, is that a conversation you guys had together about what happens with that money? That is non-negotiable. <laughs> non-negotiable. It's savings. Um because I mean, on top of, I'm all about education and I, in reality. So, I mean, she's not going to learn it in school. I didn't learn financial literacy in school. I didn't learn it until, I didn't learn it in college. Me neither. To be honest, I didn't learn it until adulthood experiences. Savings is important. Don't get your check and blow it. Um, Things happen. COVID situation. A lot of people lost their jobs. It's mandatory for her to save it. I'm like, you have water, shelter, clothing that I pay for. (laughs) So your money, you need to put it in savings. And when you're 18, you can do what you want to do with it. But I laid you down the right path. (laughs) (laughs) Riley's laughing. It's it's really true. Riley, you have there is nothing. I know I've said this to you before. There's nothing you can buy today that will be worth more than the feeling you get when you're 18 and you're like, I have been saving money for 10 years. You are going to be so ahead of literally everyone you know. Yeah. It's going to feel really, really good. Yeah. Um, that is so, so awesome. Yeah, financial literacy is something I think they need to bring into schools. That's necessary. I mean, even like taxes, washing clothes. Insurance. A checkbook, everything. They need to put that in the school system. Yeah, because that's the stuff you need when you get it out of is. school. It definitely is. Geometry, not so much. 
Never. Never used <laughs> Never used it. I always feel bad for parents who have to like help their kids with math homework and they're like, I don't know how to do long division. Sorry. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> She's going to fourth grade and they've even changed up the style of multiplication and division. So it's not how we used to do oh, it. No. I literally wrote her teachers a note this passion. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I only know one way. <laughs> as long as she gets the answer. I'm satisfied. Can you be okay with that? <laughs> yeah. We can't change. <laughs> right. It's too late now. Like, I'm not going to be sitting at home in my 30s learning long division. Sorry. Yeah. It's hard. <laughs> that is so funny. Um, Riley, what, what are your dreams for the Brown Bookcase? Where do you see it in the next five years? When I call you asking for a job, will you pick up the phone and hire me? Yes. Okay, good. I'm counting on you. I am counting on you. I want you to be my boss. Tell me what you want from your business. I want it to be in a building. Okay, you want a store. Yes, so people can come in and see the books and like flip through it to see if they like it and have a better experience because some people aren't able to find the website or don't have like the Instagram or Facebook to be able to go to the website. Sure. Yeah, getting the word out can be tough, but if you had a store, you would feel like you were more kind of in the center of things. Yeah. Well, you guys are all going to know about the Instagram now because we're going to link to not only the Brown Bookcase on Instagram, but their store on Bookshop. You guys are on Bookshop, right? Yes. We are not on Bookshop. Oh, you're not? Bookshop.org? No. Oh, I will I will get you in touch so you can be Please. on Bookshop. Um, yeah, it's really cool. They, I, I think you can just shop by bookstore... I'll get you more information. We will have this conversation offline. It is very cool, though. But yeah, they have their own website where you can place orders. And we'll put everything in the show notes so you guys can see it, including all of Riley's um, recommendations, the Nikki and Deja series, Jada Jones, and all of the books that she mentioned to help kids, um, not just black and brown kids, but kids of all races, really see uh, and accept everyone who, who who's around them um, and really begin to, to understand uh, kind of how how great our differences are and that we shouldn't right. all look the same. Um, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Okay, we're back. Brea, do you have any book titles that you think would be good for parents to to be picking up um, for their kids or for themselves? Well, my favorite section in her bookstore personally is the all of the nonfiction books. Um, I think that Black history, all history is important, but I think that it's also important to spread Black history, um, not just in February. <laughs> yes. Because there are a lot of things, you know, and I had to bring it to Riley's attention, like a traffic light, peanut butter, you know, your everyday things that they probably would have still been invented, but maybe years later. And just to show that we can be great as well. You yeah. don't just see in one race. Um, she doesn't necessarily like the nonfiction section because it's educational. 
She likes the entertainment fiction section. <laughs> I get it. Feels too much like school. <laughs> Riley's just putting her head in her hands right now, being like, Mom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I love, I love. I love the nonfiction section. So all of our nonfiction books, I would definitely recommend. Some people I've never even heard of or I've heard of them and I didn't know what what they did, like Booker T. Washington or Frederick Douglass. I'm like, okay, that name sounds familiar, but remind me what he did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. We do get a very minimal um, black history education, especially, yeah. at, you know, remembering growing up in a school where there were all majority white kids and majority white teachers, if not 100% white teachers, and just being like, there have to be more than Martin Luther King Jr. and Rosa Parks exactly. like, and Harriet Tubman. There are more than three. Like, And it's just, yeah, once you get into college, and I mean, once I got into college and, and kind of broke out of the extremely sort of colonized uh, curriculum, um, mm-hmm. it, there are so many stories. Um, there are so, so many stories and so many yeah. success stories and so many just like incredible uh, people who who we were really done a big disservice not learning about when we were kids. And it is so awesome that all of these books exist, even if the kids don't love the nonfiction. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) She has to read one a month. I make her do a fiction and a nonfiction. (laughs) Do you just slog through it, Riley? (laughs) I have to read it. Yeah, I know. I feel (laughs) you. It doesn't matter if they look like you. Sometimes it's just boring. I get it. <laughs> I like reading nonfiction sometimes to educate myself and learn about the people who was here before me. Yeah. And sometimes I need a little break from that because <laughs> it's like brainstorming. I know. It's a lot. It's just a lot of work to read those books. It, it does feel kind of like school. And it's nice to take a break with something a little bit more fun. Just looking at kids making slime at their sleepover parties. I get it. It's it's all about balance. It's all about balance. Um, I am so excited to see where the Brown bookcase is in five years. I can't wait until I am badgering Riley's assistant, a.k.a. Brett, to patch me through to Riley's corner office phone so I can get a job at the Brown bookcase. I And I am also very excited uh, to write a book about you one day, Riley, because what you are doing is incredible. And to be nine years old and to see a problem and to solve that problem and to have a parent and a family who will support that um, and invest in you and take you seriously, I mean, that is just... You are already above and beyond so, so many people. And I'm so excited that we're friends now. Thank you. I am excited too. And I have a um, quick question about your books that you made. The yeah. Magic Girl books. Yeah. I love the whole collection of it. Do you actually, before you write about these people, do you actually like meet up with them and ask them if you can write the book about them? That is such a good question, Riley. And it's one that kids in classrooms all the time ask me. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> if Oprah was willing to hang out with me, I would be on the next flight to Chicago, ASAP. <laughs> Oprah is very busy. So when you're writing about someone like an Oprah or a Michelle Obama um, or a Mae Jemison, these are people whose stories are very public and there's so much information about them that their their life stories are sort of almost to be able to write a biography about them, you do not have to you don't have to ask permission. Um, but you also have to be really, really uh, 
dedicated to making sure that you have all of the facts right so michelle obama too busy for me though one day hopefully that will change i would love to hang out with michelle me michelle oprah may jamison all of us um but yeah so i don't get i don't have to ask them permission to write the book but uh you know it's very it's a fine line because when you're writing a book like that you just have to make sure that everything you're saying is true so i couldn't say like and then oprah started riding horses and she became a cowgirl and she bought a farm because i feel like then oprah would call me and be like excuse me i never became a cowgirl i never bought a farm but if I write the truth, which is, you know, she started out as a news anchor and she hosted a radio show and then she decided she didn't want to read the news anymore. She wanted to just talk to people and talk about issues. And, you know, all of that stuff is true. So you're allowed to put out, you know, the truth. Um, there are some people I would love to write these Work It Girl books about that I think are probably less known than Oprah or Michelle Obama or Mae Jemison. Like, those are really, really big names. And and so I'm hoping that in the future, when I can add more books to the series, there will be people um, who I will be able to meet up with and talk with and get really specific details about their life story. Like, maybe, you know, when I write a book about... Um, well, her name's Riley, and she started a bookstore when she was nine years. Old. You you would take my call, right? Like we would, I would, I would bring you to lunch, and you would tell me all the, all the stuff I needed to know. Yes. Okay, good. But I I'm pretty sure by that time you will be on Oprah's level, and I won't be able to uh, I won't be able to reach you. You'll be on your on your big estate somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> hanging out at the beach in Hawaii. What other series from your Working Girl collection have you made? So coming out soon um, is one about Beyonce and one about Ellen DeGeneres. Do you know Ellen DeGeneres? Yes. Yeah, from the Ellen Show. Yeah, and Beyonce too. And those were so, so fun to write. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be good. I've seen another one of your books. Um, I think it's J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. When is that already out? Yeah, that was one of the first ones that came out with Oprah. They come out in twos. So Oprah and J.K. Rowling came out first, then um, Michelle Obama and Mae Jemison, and then Beyonce and Ellen will be the next two. Nice. <laughs> if you make another one of that, um, I would like if you could make me in the collection. <laughs> Riley, <laughs> you're on my list. Trust me. Trust me, I am so excited. Since you said it comes out in twos, anyone else? Um, yeah, tell me who you want to come out with. Maybe yourself, Riley. Oh, that's a duo. You are. You are just quickly becoming my best friend. Um, <laughs> well, here I'll tell you what. I'll write the book about you. You write the book about me, and then they'll come out together. Yes. Okay, cool. That sounds like a good deal. Everybody, Riley Brissett, nine-year-old entrepreneur, owner, and bookshop keeper of the Brown Bookcase with her mom, Brea. You guys are amazing. Where can everybody find you on Instagram? Thank you. The Instagram is at the Brown Bookcase. Um, she also has a Facebook, and it's just the Brown Bookcase. Fantastic. Well- www.thebrownbookcase.com. 
Amazing. If you need to email us, contact at thebrownbookcase.com. We respond very fast because I'm always up. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about not sleeping, we're talking about Brea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the workhorse, Riley, the CEO, just keeps her in line, making sure all the parts are moving. Riley, right. you are incredible. Congratulations on all of your success. Keep it up. We need you. So excited to get all of my Jada Jones books and my Nikki and Deja books. I can't wait to read them. And I can't wait for everybody to hear this episode. Thank you so much for your time. And if you guys are listening, um, Brea and I are figuring out a giveaway that we're going to be able to do on Instagram. So we're going to make a Riley starter pack, which includes all of the books that she recommended, including one book from the Nikki and Deja series and one from Jada Jones, probably Sleepover Scientist, because that is her favorite. And and we will announce that shortly in the next couple of weeks once Brian and I figure out all of the details. Uh, and once all of those books come back in stock because every, yeah. <laughs> everyone's buying we them. We, are, we have a, we're expecting some books today, tomorrow, and Friday. So hopefully UPS is really nice and get it really quick. <laughs> you hear that, everybody? Get your wallets out. You'll be hearing this on Friday. Check the Brown Bookcase website. Put in your orders. Do not wait. You will come back and they will be out of stock and you'll have to wait until the next round. So put your credit card next to your computer. Be ready. (laughs) Preparation is everything. Riley, thank you for joining me today. Yes, thank you. I really enjoyed it. It's so much fun. And you are a star. You're going to be hosting your own podcast one day. Brea, thank you so much for your time. We will talk about the giveaway. And I can't wait for everybody to hear this episode. Thank you. We can't wait either. 